Blog Talk Radio. The podcast is brought to you by HCGBodyForLife.com and ColinWatson.tv. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. If you like the information... Hey guys, excuse me, this is Colin Watson calling. I'm here live from Hermosa Beach, California on Blog Talk Radio, and this is called HCG Body Talk, and welcome... To the show. So I'm going to be doing my audio test like I do at the beginning of every show. I've now I've gotten some, I went and got some new audio equipment, new microphone, headset, even got a new internet um, uh, router because I got some emails from some really nice fans. And just to say that, you know, my last few shows, the audio was just horrible. And they'd love to be able to listen, but they can't hear and what have you. And I really was frustrated with it. So um, as you, if you've been here before, the, you know, the rule is you have, uh, if you press one on your phone, that puts your hand up. And that tells me that you can hear me. And so before you do that, I just want you to put, if you push one to so say you can hear me clearly, okay, <laughs> and then your hand goes up. If you can't hear me clearly or if it's muddled or, or garbled, then don't do anything. Uh, that way, because that way I, I know that you're not just hearing me, but you can hear me clearly. So if you can't hear me clearly, I'm coming to you loud and clear without any kind of, uh, you know, you know uh, it cutting in or out or anything like that, then go ahead and press one on your phone, put your hand up, and then press one and put your hand down. And that lets me know that we're A-OK to proceed. So the hand went up. I appreciate that. And hopefully everyone understood my instructions. And I'm coming through loud and clear. Now, it sounds good. I have a headset on now as well, so I I can hear myself coming through loud and clear. But I'm hoping that it's uh, clear on your end. Because we really want these podcasts to be informative, but also easy to listen to and not frustrating because you have a bunch of... Um, noise. Now, you may occasionally, this is in, in, the, in the downstairs office of my home, so we do live here, so you may occasionally start hearing my dogs running up and down, or they might, might, might decide to even come in here in the office and play and that kind of stuff. So you will hear some background noise, um, so, so you know that uh, that's just part of our show. <laughs> we're doing it live, we're doing it real, and we're doing it from a real place, which is home, okay? Um, so a few weeks ago, I sent out an email to my list, and it basically asked the question, you know, what, tell me three things, the three biggest things that are getting in the way of, of you achieving your weight loss success, either HCG weight loss success or just weight loss success in general. Even though our topics are usually um, covering HCG weight loss and, of course, our advanced HCG diet protocol, I also want to know all obstacles because our goal is 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 to help you beyond the AC diet protocol to stay semper fit, which is fit for life. And so I got some feedback. And so what I'm going to be doing over the next series of podcasts, I'm going to be taking the responses I get and taking a few at a time for each week and and basically reading the questions that people sent in, um, their actual questions, um, their first name, and then answering those questions, kind of like our Ask Me Anything ATG shows. But this way I got the answer. I got got specific questions um, that were emailed in. Now, the thing was is that uh, I have more than three, obviously, but they're, they're, each person had the option of providing me with three um, things that they felt they were, that were troubling them. So it, it could be one answer or up to three questions um, per 
um, person that responded. So I just took them in the order that I had them in my email box. I put everything I got into a folder, and I just took these. I took like the, the first maybe, I think, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I think nine or ten of them. And um, some are longer than others, and some are short. And I just kind of, I'm going to go through them one by one. And if we have time left over, I'll open the lines for Q&A for you guys to ask your questions as well live. And, and my goal with this, guys, is to provide a series of podcasts that will have the largest Q&A database when it comes to ATG problems, obstacles, um, things that are stopping you from getting to where you're going. So you can actually listen to these podcasts, uh, listen to them back again, play them back, and then maybe hear someone else's question that will that will resonate with you, that you'll have an answer that, that will hopefully help you. Now, my goal is to give you my unique perspective when it comes to ATG diet success based on the thousands of people that I've come across and helped and coached along the way. And that we've, in our advanced protocol, we, we've kind of broken some of the rules that even to this day, people have a hard time comprehending because I'm going against Dr. Simeon's, you know, basic original guidelines. And I think it's almost like sacrilegious. But ultimately, the reason why we've made changes is because times have changed. And when, you know, you have to move with the, with the times in order to keep up with the technology, to keep up with the information. And even though Dr. Simeon's protocol in, in its purest form is brilliant and has done a tremendous things for my life, um, we found in order to help people achieve a higher level of success, we need to make some tweaks and changes, and that's what we've done. So those of you who are true, you know, uh, Simeonites that can't find themselves to go beyond that, and you're having great success doing what you're doing, please, and I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. If you're having problems um, and you're not willing to look in another direction, then that's just called causing yourself fresh, undue frustration. So without further ado... Um, and then remind me at the end of the show, I want to talk about the new uh, interactive coaching uh, module that we're working on right now that I'm very excited about. I think we'll definitely probably be the, the only one of its kind that will help people actually every single day of their life on this protocol during all phases and beyond be able to literally have um, some, something or someone telling you exactly what you need to do when you want to do it. Um, it's, I think it's going to be extremely powerful. Uh, and then we talk about uh, we're also having some sales coming up, so I want to talk about that as well. So anyway, first question came from Penny. And it was a very simple question. And I took every single question, guys. There are no dumb questions. I'm going to take every question that comes over and answer them, except for the one that says, where's my package? I haven't gotten it yet. That's a customer service problem. But, but, I mean, any question that came over. So the first question I had was, what is the difference um, in the ACG brands and which one has seemed to produce the most success? Um, and then what radio station are you on? Well, obviously, the email answered that. But this is actually a very common question, guys. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, you know, my goal when we first started our site was to provide, you know, ATG brands. And then, then we kept adding brands because people would ask, can you get this brand? This is my favorite brand. I used this one in the past. This one worked for me. And so we ultimately ended up with probably about 10 of the top brands um, in the marketplace. And we put them on our site. And actually, it caused a lot of people confusion because if they're not getting a kit and they don't want to be walked through the process and they just kind of want to go at it on their own, then there's, there, there's a quandary of what brand to, to, to buy. And if they buy the wrong one, would they get the wrong results? Ultimately, I have, to, I have always answered the question the same way. I mean, I've tried to take my personal feelings out of it because I don't want to steer people to, to specific products um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, 
if I do that and for some reason it doesn't, you're, it, it, that's not the brand that works for you, then you're going to say I, I gave you the wrong information. And number two, ultimately, every, there are so many different brands out there and they do work differently on different people. So, um, so my answer has always been it's like your know, brands of ACG are like, you know, are like your favorite tennis shoes. If you like Nike or New Balance um, or Adidas, I mean, there's a reason why you like them, either comfort or style, the way they look or the colors. And, and people, have, that's how, kind of how they've chosen their brands over the years, that they took a brand that they were given to, that brand was given to them by a doctor when they first went out on the protocol, or that was the first, only brand available at the time. They used it, they had great results, and they're just creatures of habit or superstition, and they want to stick with that brand. Uh, me, personally, I've tried them all. I mean, I tried them all because I want to make sure all of them work. I want to make sure I wanted to kind of get my feel for which one was going to be my go-to brands. And to be honest with you, my go-to brands weren't always the most expensive ones or the ones that I felt gave me the, personally the best results. So I'm, I'm on the fence about you know, calling out those brands because, like I said, they work great for me, but I've had people swear by the other brands that they work for them. But I'm going to do it, even though I've, I've kind of never done it at this point, I'm going to, I'm going to do it just because I'm going to be honest with you. If, if a friend asked me, hey, which brands do you choose um, to use off your site, I would answer that my, my friend with that with an honest answer. So I'm going to treat you as my friend. The, friend, the brands that I go to, and I just, at, at no particular order, they're at random. So every time I ever get it, for, for the, even if it's for HRT treatments or for protocol treatments, either Fertigen, um, Utrig, um, Corian, and Safasi. Those are my four go-to brands. And they just happen to be the brands that I particularly like. Either, And it, it'll be, you know, not necessarily for fat loss results or one game. Me, I go for which ones have have literally kept me in a state where I, what the hunger I had no real, had no real hunger issues to speak of. They all gave me great fat loss results because if you follow the protocol, ACG is just a catalyst to help free up fat. The diet protocol is really what produces results, and of course your your commitment and consistency and whatever exercise you do. But ultimately, these are the four brands that I've gone to because I just know that. When it came to lunchtime, I go, oh, yeah, I can eat lunch. When it came to dinner time, oh, yeah, it's time to eat dinner. But I wasn't beating the, you know, waiting for the clock to strike 12 or 1 or 2 o'clock because I was starving. Now, granted, some of that is dosing, a dosing problem for some people, and we'll talk about that in one of the questions that we have. Um, but ultimately, dosing or not, these brands are the brands that, for me personally, have seemed to work best for me. Now, I have people that have sworn by all the other brands on them. That's why we keep them on there because every, if I take one down, they go, where's that brand? I, that's the only one I use. So now, granted, some are out of stock. Some are coming in and out of stock based on popularity, but that's the answer to that question. All the brands on there are real pharmaceutical grade ACG. All the brands work. Some are going to work better for different people based on your on your chemistry and on your own psychology and feeling about it and how it makes you feel as far as your hunger issues or energy issues or fatigue issues or whatever the case may be. And you have to try a few of them until you find which one is your, your go-to brand. Um, we choose the brands in our kits that have the highest overall success rate among the majority of people. And then we switch them out occasionally every six months. So um, that's how we choose the brands in our kits, since that's probably be the next question <laughs> that people ask. Because I want people to have the highest level of success. So I don't choose the cheapest brand for my kit. I don't, I never, it's never about money. It's about, it's about actually, I choose, I choose the middle of the road. But it's actually because the overall masses of the customer's feedback have had the overall best results.
with those brands. So that was the question number one, and that came from Penny. The, sec- the second question came from Shauna, a good, dear friend of mine. Um, and I love the fact that a lot of these questions came from people that have just been around for a long time that are really committed to um, this, this journey and, and, and mastering it and, 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 and the fact that they're asking questions is because they really are looking to embrace a lifestyle for life. And so it's kind of, I see some of these names and I kind of know them. It was very interesting um, the first emails. Um, so Shauna asked, uh, moving from phase three to phase four, it just says moving from phase three to phase four. So I'm assuming there's a how-to in, in that. Um, and then she has a second question. I'll, I'll do this one. Moving from phase three to phase four. And it, it all depends on which phase three. Now, you know, I introduced a few months back a new phase three that was an either-or option. It wasn't, it wasn't to be blended with one or the other. You, you did the original phase three um, AC Body for Life Phase 3, or you did the Phase 3 2.0. Either, either one has its own regimen about how you go about it, and, and you're not to mix one in with the other. They don't, they don't go together in any way, form, or fashion. They're actually con- two complete philosophies. Okay? Phase, the original Phase 3 is more along the lines of Dr. Simeon's um, thought process about stabilizing and resetting the hypothalamus, but we gave you a specific guidelines on how to go about that phase three in a very specific way with implementing calories and, and increasing calories slowly and, and what foods you can eat and what have you. And then phase three 2.0 is a whole other animal. It's a completely different approach to um, u- utilizing ultra, an ultra-low-carb ultra diet to actually shut your body's ability to store fat down in order so you can build more muscle, burn more fat, and also give you an option Actually, a necessary part of it is to, that you, actually, you get to eat whatever you want um, throughout the process, at certain times throughout the process. And the reason why that was an exciting uh, venture, and it still is an exciting venture, is because of the fact that it leads people into um, being able to formulate a lifestyle where they don't have to deprive themselves of everything that they love for the rest of their life. Because deprivation, at some point, is going to lead to binging, overeating, and then eventually losing, losing it completely, going back to your old ways. But the question is how to move from phase three to phase four. So depending on what phase three Shauna is talking about, I would just, I'll generally say that they're both going to be very similar, similar when it comes to moving into phase four. You have to understand that phase three, in both, in both protocols, phase, both phase threes, are still about stabilizing. That is the main objective of phase three is to stabilize your weight at your new weight set point, just going about it in two different ways. So ultimately, once you've successfully done that, which and, and how you know you've done that, is that your body weight has stayed within within the two pounds range um, at the end of the day. That means at the end of 21 days, you ended up either a couple pounds lower, a couple pounds higher, but within a two-pound uh, range of your end weight when you ended phase two. That, is, that would be success, successful stabilizing. And then you move into phase four, your phase four of life. Now, we have an original phase four, which I still think is highly, highly important um, because of the fact that our phase four made you think about food in a different way. It made, it made you actually pay attention to the food combinations you put together, how your body responded to those combinations. So you had a list by the time you were done with the 21 days of our original phase four, you had a list of foods that your body just didn't seem to process very well, and you had a list of foods your body actually enjoyed and actually thrived on. And the reason why I found this to be important, because it doesn't matter what long-term diet plan or 
or meal plan or lifestyle, let's say lifestyle you, you plan on taking on um, as your day-to-day lifestyle, if you're still in, um, if you still have foods within that um, dietary plan that don't agree with you, that cause you gas, or that um, that actually, you know, actually convert to sugar really easily on you, or it has you, it helps you gain weight or or store fat faster. Not knowing what those foods are and not being able to minimize or at least consciously be able to minimize them is still going to lead you to frustration, regardless if you're taking doing the paleo diet or the low-carb diet or the Atkins diet or the vegetarian diet. If you're taking the foods that technically your body has an allergy to, you're going to have an allergic response, which is going to be adverse to you. So that's going to be either weight gain, bloating, discomfort, constipation, something that's not ideal, right? So I still think our phase four, as far as understanding what your body likes and what it doesn't like is still a stage everyone should go through. And then we introduced the new phase for life with Joe and Heather, which is basically it's a lifestyle. It's embracing, preparing your foods on a daily basis. That everything looks, every dish looks different. Every dish, dish tastes different. It's encompassing all types of different foods. Um, and the only thing eliminated from those foods is basically um, refined sugars, uh, but they have good fats, you know, good carbs, um, you know, proteins and using grains, using legumes, using almost every food group out there in a combination that actually tastes good, that is healthy, but doesn't really emphasize a lot of processed sugar. Um, and the reason for that is, is obvious because literally sugar is the poison that we all have the addiction to, but also there, I don't think there's too many people on the planet that have a metabolism that actually processes refined sugar chemicals and processed foods very well. And eventually that, that, that is a recipe for disaster. So the phase for life is the, the motto which we, which we follow now because of the fact it gives you a wide variety of, of meals and foods you can follow, but it does take some commitment because you actually have to prepare your foods. And the first stage of phase for life is teaching, teaching you how to prepare foods every day. For those of you who don't cook, you know, they're so easy to prepare that you actually start liking, enjoying cooking, enjoying seeing what your food looks like and tastes like. But also starts to, then we also start delving into the dining out, how to, how to get your server to, to create meals that are to your liking, that fit with your body's um, metabolism instead of taking instead of ordering off the menu. And that's one of the lessons that we teach you in Phase for Life is that you you're in control. Every time you dine out, you're in control at most places. And you're controlled before you even you're in control before you can get there. So um, and I can elaborate on that later. But ultimately so that's moving in from answering the question so I stay on point. Moving from phase three to phase four is actually doing one of the other phases one of the phase threes completely until you're done with the 21-day process, the goal is to be successful in it and how you know you're successful is that you've stabilized your weight within two pounds at the end of the day. So it's not if you gain more than two pounds throughout the process because the phase three 2.0, you do gain more than two pounds throughout the process, and that's a part of the whole process, but it's not fat, and the people don't get that. And we're going we're gonna to answer that in one of the long questions I have later on. But... Ultimately, at the end of the day, when you're set and done and you take your body measurements, your body fat percentages, and your actual body weight at the end of 21 days, if your body fat percentage is lower at or where was that at the time you ended phase two, if your body weight is within two pounds of when you ended phase two and your, um, 
and your measurements are smaller or equal to what you ended in phase two, then you've had a success. And in most cases, in 90% of the cases, the people who follow it correctly, um, all of those, all of those, those measuring um, tools are to the negative, and whereas they're all, they're all lower in most cases, in 90, 90% of the cases, okay? So the second question that Shauna had was managing vacations, one month and two month vacations. This is a really, really challenging thing. Now, I, I know this firsthand because Jay and I just a couple months ago spent a month in Belize, and I had a game plan going to Belize. I, had, I, was, I was living in my phase three 2.0, and so for me, I was going to be able to have the best of both worlds. I was going to be able to have my ultra-low-carb choices, and I was going to be able to carb up on my, on my you know, because I, I was already beyond the, the original 10-day plan, so I could carb up every, four, every five or six days, five, six, or seven days, so I could have cocktails and pizza and whatever I wanted um, once or twice a week. And that was my game plan. Now, the problem is with a game plan and vacations. If you know where you're going and you've been there before, you know what your accommodations are, you know what foods are going to be available to you, it's easier for you to actually set up a game plan. If you're going to a, on vacation to a foreign country or foreign land or foreign place that you've never been before, you can have all the game plan in the world, and it, it could probably, it'll probably go to hell in a handbasket very quickly. Now, case in point, we thought for sure that going to Belize, which is a fishing, you know, fishing place, a uh, fishing country that, that thrives on, their, on, their, on fish and selling fish, that getting fresh fish daily would be easy. We figured it's an island, it's tropical, getting fruits and vegetables would be easy. Um, we found out very quickly that nothing, on, nothing was actually grown on the island that we were on, that everything was imported from the mainland. It was imported to the island twice, twice a week, um, beginning of the week and, and near the end of the week. If you didn't get the selections early, then you would get the selections that actually started to you know, go bad uh, relatively quickly given the, the, the heat and humidity. Um, that fresh fish was not something you could just go into the store and buy. And you could, but the price of it was, it was twice as much as it was here in the States. And then we finally got hooked up and found the actual fishermen down there that we would, would meet and get the fresh fish, but it still was pricey. So, you know, we were able to, it took us about 10 days for us to actually get acclimated to being able to get the type of groceries that we, that we wanted to eat, the way we wanted to eat, and, and put our plan into action. Um, but in those first 10 days, it was kind of chaos. And, and I had, I experienced, you know, rapid weight gain just from not being, not having my choices and being very frustrated by that. So, you know, even though it was like five, six, seven pounds, it, it, it all depends, it's all relative when you have a, when you have a game plan in, in place. So, so these are my suggestions if you're traveling and you're going someplace for long periods of time. Um, if you're going someplace that you know, that you've been before and that you're familiar with, like you have a vacation home or you have, you know, someplace in another country, another, another city, another state, you know that you can pretty much create your environment for you. So, you know, what we do basically, how we do that, when we know where we're going, we choose to vacation where, where, where there are accommodations have some sort of a kitchenette or a refrigerator so we can actually shop and cook and prepare our own foods. We do love eating out and dining out. And we, don't, we don't miss out on the, on the vacation experience by doing that. But we, we also want to be in control 
80, 85% of the time of what we can eat. Then we choose our restaurants. We always go on Yelp. We look at the restaurants, look at the ratings, look at the, look at the food choices, and we look at what, the, what they have and how they prepare their foods. Then we, then, we, then we decide which restaurant, based on the kind of foods they have that fit into our diet plan or in the type of foods we want to eat, and then we go to the restaurant, and then we start to special order the things we want. So for me, I know, I know for me personally, bread is a major, major problem for me. It is like crack for me. So I know that if, my, my, if, I, if I'm traveling and I say, okay, for week one or whatever, the, the one thing I'm going, to, I'm going to trade, and I'm going to have the alcohol, but I'm going to trade out the bread. So I'm not having anything with bread. Or if anything that comes with bread, I'm going to take the bread off, or I'm going to, or I'm going to substitute it with lettuce or do something open-faced, but I'm not having the bread. So I'll have the cocktail, but I'm not having the bread. And so we say, don't even bring the bread to the table. Don't even put it on the table. You don't even want to smell it. Don't even want to look at it because those are the precautions that I need to take in order for me to stay true to myself. So number one, if you know where you're going, you shop, you prepare your foods. We choose. We always choose for us personally. Everybody's going to do this to choose to have not all inclusive anymore. We used to do that all inclusive thing all the time, and it was completely. We always came home 10, 10 12 pounds heavier. So we we skip out on the all inclusive. We find the dining options that we that we, we want within the within the town or area we have. We find we find our restaurants the first week our go to restaurants and we keep going back to those same places. We do opt in sometimes for the for the continental breakfast because we know we can get eggs and usually fresh fruit and, and oatmeal and that kind of stuff. So we can have a breakfast here on the premises or the hotel, whatever the case may be. Um, and we just make sure that we scope out our restaurants ahead of time to see what kind of foods they have. So we're never surprised. We don't sit down and go, what do you have? Or all fried food. Well, great. I'll just have the fried chicken or get up and leave. That's setting yourself up for failure. So just doing a little, little, little bit of preparation and checking ahead of time. And it's something, it's a ritual. It's like, it, you know, at first it sounds like a pain in the ass. But Jay and I, it's like literally we were in Miami. We went, okay, let's go to Yelp. Let's see what kind of food we want. We want a Cuban food. Okay, who has the most organic Cuban food? Okay, what's the stars? What's the rating? How close was it to our location? And we chose from there. We, we never had one bad choice that we, that we made in uh, Miami because we did that ahead of time. It was, it was just a lot easier. We're going to Vegas tomorrow, and we're traveling with the Julians. We're gonna, we, we do the same thing with them. They, they, we, we all have it down to a science now. They have, they're, they're like the leaders of the science. We've learned from them how to do this really well. So that's how, John, that's how I would tell you the big issue. If you're going someplace you don't know the surroundings, it's going to be challenging. And so you kind of have to psychologically get yourself set up that you're going to tell yourself that, like I kind of did with the bread, you have to tell yourself there's certain things you're willing to leave off the table. And you, because ultimately there's, there's the choice you have. You can go and just throw, throw you know, caution to the wind, have your vacation, drink, drink the mixed drinks and the freaking tropical, you know, pina coladas and the sugar-filled stuff. Love them. I love them. But they freaking, I can gain 10 pounds in seven days just drinking pina coladas, right? So I know I got to leave it. So you can, but you make a choice of things you're going to have. So we have our vodka drinks. We have all kinds of different vodka drinks that we drink. We don't put any kind of sugar in our drinks. We either get this flavored vodka with soda and lemon and some stevia. But we make, we kind of know our mojitos. We, we, we kind of know the drinks you want to drink. So we kind of stay away from the tropical stuff. But your, your goal is you have to say you're going to leave something off the table. So if it's going to be bread or if it's going to be sugary drinks or if it's going to be something, 
Give yourself the power of making one choice, one choice that you're willing to stick to while on vacation. You'll find those, those choices lead to more choices that are, that are healthy, that you're having a good time. Because, and we always travel with our scale, the same scale we live with every single day, the same scale we get on every single morning. We travel with that because that, gets us, that checks us in on how we did the day before. So if I get on that scale the next morning, swollen from carbs and holding on the water, I can tell myself, yeah, it's water weight. But if that scale went up three or four pounds, you better believe psychologically, I'm going to now do whatever it takes to get that water weight off of me by not indulging in any of the, any of the things that's going to cause it to get worse, drink a lot of water, hydrate, exercise, go run and, and have fun, and then get that scale to go right back where it belongs, and then I start again. So that's how we manage vacations, long-term vacations and short-term vacations, uh, and transitioning from phase, from phase three to phase four. Hope that helps. This next question is from Diane. And Diane is um, how to work the plan when you work swing, uh, swing or night shift. Now, this is really, you know, I've had probably, I want to say, 10 clients out of the God knows how many other thousands, right? That this has been their life. They work swing shift. They work, that means they're, they're, they're automatically going against the biological clock of the human body. They sleep by day and work by night. And so in doing the protocol, it seems like it would be next to impossible to do, but you literally, you know, ACG doesn't know what your day is or what your night is, okay? It doesn't know that. So you have to actually train it and teach it to do, to do so. Now, what I do notice that people that work swing shift usually have um, their weight loss results are a little bit lower than the person who works the normal, you know, clock, normal shift, is because most people that, that, that work swing shift really don't get the same consistent sleep every night. It seems like their, their, their sleeping patterns are more off than the person that goes to bed at 10 and gets up at 8 every, you know, every, every morning. It doesn't seem like it would make sense, but the, the body doesn't naturally sleep really soundly opposite of what it's designed to do. So number one, if you're a swing stick person, don't get pissed off or drive yourself crazy if your numbers aren't matching your cousin who has a normal day, a normal job, um, normal sleep patterns, and they're just cranking and you're, and you're wondering why you're stalling. It's just a natural part of the process. So don't give up. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Number two, you're going to have to map, you're going to have to be a little bit more strategic about your weight loss. You're going to have to map out your day, your day or nights, your nights, if you will, as your days, if that makes sense, in a way that you're telling yourself exactly when you're going to eat. In other words, this protocol that by day, a normal, a normal person doing the protocol by normal day, daytime, the goal is you're supposed to consume water throughout the day, half your body weight in, in um, water, and you're supposed to eat your, your, eat your snacks and your meals every, about every three hours, every three to three and a half hours max. You're not supposed to go long periods of time without eating, except for the time between you go to sleep, the fasting time from going to bed and waking up in the morning. That's, that's the natural 10 to 12 hour fast that, that's actually very beneficial for your weight loss process because that's when you're burning a lot of your fat during rest. But normally, you're going to eat every three hours, every three and a half hours max. And so what you have to do as a swing shift person, you have to basically map out your day, your, your night. And even though you're working, I, I, had, I had a person that, that was a waitress, and she said, you know, it was very difficult for them. She's busting her ass in Vegas, you know, wait, waiting tables. Very hard to stop and get something, get a meal. 
ultimately everybody has to have a break. I mean, that's just the law, right? But you have to time out your, time out your snacks, even if you're grabbing an apple at the three-hour mark or even having to supplement with a, pro, a high-quality protein shake um, as a meal replacement during these hours. You have to eat every three and a half hours. So if you basically map out your lifestyle and your swing shift lifestyle as if it was your normal day lifestyle and you make sure you're having your meals and snacks every three hours, you're eating the same time every single day and you're weighing yourself the same time every time you wake up, whatever your morning is. So if your morning is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, p.m., and you're waking up at two, around 2 p.m. every single day, you need to you know, empty your bladder and weigh yourself like everyone normally would at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning. That is the best way for you to have the highest level of success. Hey, Brutus. So you can hear one of my dogs jingling here. Um, that's the way for you to have the highest level of success. So swing shift. You just have to, you have to be a little bit more specific, somebody, a little bit more specific about how you map out your lifestyle and make sure that you're not going long periods of time without eating. Now, granted, the biggest question is, you know, I get home at 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, my dinner time is at 4 o'clock in the morning. Your dinner time is your dinner time. It's like once you've mapped out what your life is supposed to look like and what your, your eating, your meal time is supposed to look like, if, you're, if you're, your dinner is at 4 o'clock in the morning and you're going to bed at 6 a.m. now, two hours later, and then you're waking up at, you know, two and a half, the afternoon, whatever the case may be, that is your day and night. And as long as you map it out and you're consistent, consistency is the key. As long as you're consistent day in and day out with that lifestyle that you have, you should have relatively consistent results. Is when you stop being consistent and go, oh, I didn't have time to eat or I didn't sleep well or I didn't do this. And there's one last thing I want to tell you about swing shift people. If you happen to have a very lousy night's sleep or you end up working double shift or whatever the case may be, do not weigh yourself until you've had a complete eight hours rest and your and your body is completely rested, and then get on the scale. Because if you weigh yourself um, without sleep or you weigh yourself at different times, you're gonna have completely different results. Like I can get up even to this day, I can get off protocol and get up at six o'clock in the morning, get on the scale, and I weigh one thing, and then go back to bed and get up at eight o'clock, get on the scale, and I could be a pound and a half, sometimes two pounds less than I was two hours earlier. It's just because my body wasn't done, right? <laughs> wasn't done with the recalibration process for the night. So if you don't have consistency, you're going to have numbers that are all over the place. You're going to be saying, I gained weight yesterday, and then I lost weight, and I gained two pounds, and I lost it, and that's not real. It's crazy, right? When people tell me that, I go, something's wrong with those numbers, and usually I find out it's because of the fact they lack consistency of when they're putting that data in and taking that data out, okay? Always measure yourself to people. You, at the beginning of every protocol and every week thereafter, you should always be doing body measurements. I can't tell you how many people, I'd say probably eight out of ten of you right now, you're probably doing this protocol, still haven't measured yourself. This, you know, Dr. Simeon's named his protocol Pounds and Inches for a reason. It was brilliant, but he was also giving you a very crucial piece of information. That your body's going to lose pounds and it's going to lose inches. It's going to be a dance. It's going to sometimes lose more pounds and it's sometimes going to lose more inches. All of them are data, and all of them shows how much success you're having. So you could not lose four or five pounds in, you know, in a, for four or five days, but you've lost 15 inches. And a common sense will tell you, how is that possible that I've lost that much inches? Because you know what? The, the scale, you, you know, as far as your body weight calibration, it just hasn't moved yet. But the body is shrinking and dispelling the fat. And so inches don't lie. At the end of the game, the, you know, the scales can always lie to you and give you wrong data based on not being consistent. 
but the tape measure is never going to lie to you. So every week, every single week as your body is getting smaller and shrinking in different areas and you want total inches lost, that truly tells you the overall success you're having. So make sure you're comparing pounds and inches every single week and not just one, cent, one, one part of data because that's not going to give you the accurate reading. Okay? Diana had another question. says, how to work the program when working a, a physical job? You know, this, it's very interesting about this protocol that psychologically people get stuck on the 550 calorie, you know, limit limitations and in their mind and they're told by their friends and they're just, you know, they just, just got this information coming in that your body can't function on 550 calories. And I have a very strenuous job and I you know, lift boxes all day long or I walk. You know, I was watching the news about people that work for Amazon and how, how the, the average employee is just is, is racing around there like crazy for eight hours a day and they, and they do about 15 miles of walking just trying to fulfill orders and how it's just a really tough place to work, right? And... Um, and that's a very strenuous job. But you have to understand that there is no other weight loss system on the planet that is using a hormone to release stored abnormal fat for you to access as fuel. And you're getting anywhere from a minimum 1,000, depending on your body, your body mass and size and weight, to 7,000 calories a day to your, for your body to access as fuel. So your body, the 550 calories you're taking in, is really, it's really the calories that it's giving you for sustenance and to preserve lean muscle mass. And that's why this, product, this protocol is so good about preserving lean muscle mass because you're taking in the minimal requirement nutrients needed, but you're accessing all this fat. And therefore, you know, I can give you, for example, my buddy CJ, who lost literally 80-something pounds, right, in, in 100-something days. And he worked in a steel mill, 12, 14 hours a day in a 110-degree uh, temperature, busting his ass, and then he left there and did cardio at the end of the day or, or cardio in the morning before he went. And so strenuous job. I mean, I don't know how many more strenuous, how many more jobs are more strenuous on the scale, richer scale as far as strenuous jobs. And this guy literally followed the protocol to the letter, eating only the foods that he was supposed to be eating and the protein portions that we, that we recommended. And, of course, he lost mad weight literally 80-something pounds in 100 days, which is phenomenal, but he didn't fall out. He didn't faint. He didn't feel – he felt like a million bucks. I mean, that's why he was going to the gym and running on the treadmill because he could not believe how much energy he had. So the, the, the misnomer that people think that you cannot follow this protocol and, and have a strenuous job is psychological, a psychological conversation that doesn't serve you. That physically, with all the components of using real – real uh, – ACG hormone, not the homeopathic version that has no hormone in it, and you're accessing your abnormal fat reserve for fuel, you should be able to do a relatively strenuous job, um, perform strenuous duties without the fatigue and, and feeling lightheaded. Now, if you have other symptoms like that, you know, of course you want to consult your doctor and you want to check and see what's going on with it. It's not something else like hypoglycemia and things like that because some people do suffer from hypoglycemia because there's a very low sugar content in this, in this protocol. So look at other things that may be causing that and definitely want to get yourself checked. You know, we're not here to give you medical advice, but you definitely you always want to consult your physician, your doctor, if you have any concerns about any weight loss journey, especially this one. But I'm just saying, as far as me physically experiencing this, running four miles in the morning, four miles in the evening, working out, and literally only taking in the 500 to 700 calories that I do, you know, do through our protocol, post-workout stuff, um, and I felt like a million bucks. So, you know, and I, I even went and lifted heavy as a test. You know, lift, I can do it, lift heavy weights, heavy squats, that kind of stuff. It made me more hungry, 
but I wasn't more fatigued to the point where I just felt like I wanted to fall out. So um, to answer your question, Diane, it, you should, the average person, the healthy person, should be able to maintain a relatively physical job um, on protocol without any major adjustments, okay? Emergency meal substitutes that can be found in grocery stores and unplanned life events to prevent one from getting home for a meal. Or to prevent one from getting home for a meal. I guess maybe if you can't get home for a meal. You know, guys, I mean, this is a great question because, but you also have to implement common sense because you know what the guidelines give you, right? You know what the protocol says you can and cannot have. Now, for me, the first thing that would come to my mind is that I would go to the nearest Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Sprouts, and get a, you know, a grilled chicken breast from their, you know, their, they have that meal, their meal section, the food court, some chicken breasts, the salads, some steamed vegetables, and I'll be done, right? I mean, it, it, it's probably an easy thing to, to solve. What I wouldn't do is go to the store and get a, get a package of cold cuts with all the nitrates and preservatives and, 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 and try and eyeball four ounces or eight out, 4.8 ounces of turkey. I, mean, or, you know, I wouldn't do that. But any kind of fresh grilled um, you know, chicken or fish, and you, want, and you would simply ask, you know, has this been cooking oils or cooking this, that, and the other thing? And you're going to have to make, you know, in desperate times, make, make the best choice you can make, the best, most educated choice you can make. Um, ultimately, I've gone to, I remember being in Vegas one time and, and being stuck at, at, uh, at a conference, and I discovered that um, Subway had a perfectly grilled four, you know, four or five ounce chicken breast, grilled with nothing on it, plain chicken breast. I told them to chop it up, give me all the greens they had in there, and I basically um, used oil and vinegar dressing. That was my only choice. I, I usually would carry, Jane would carry Bragg's, Bragg's um, liquid aminos and some lemon, but we didn't have it at that time. So I tell them the truth. I used the oil and I used light, I did the dressing on the side, and I mixed it together and I actually took the fork and I just basically dipped the lettuce, the corn lettuce in there. So I had very little of the, little of the dressing, but it solved my problem. So you've got to think ahead, guys. And if, you have, if you look around, you like, kind of like I talked about in the very beginning about vacation planning, right? If you're in a place or a conference or something like that and you look around you, use your, out, use your Yelp app. Look within one point, you know, 0.2 miles of, of, of your range and look at the restaurant options you have. Look at their menu and look if you can find something on there that goes, oh, guess what? They have a chicken, freaking grilled chicken salad. Awesome. I'll tell them to lose the croutons, lose the feta cheese, give me the salad, and I'll just have to do some uh, vinegar and lemon dressing or something like that. You know, or just put lemon on it or just do the dressing, dipping it. But ultimately, you got to make really just smart choices with the options you have versus going, oh, you know what, I'm stuck. I can't do anything about it. Uh, I, I also, I also I tell you that this is something I tell you with caution. Quest bars are some of the things that we've talked about in many other podcasts about a option, a phase two option for emergencies like protein shakes. Quest bars, they're made with, you know, most of them are made with stevia, you know, 20 grams of protein. They have really no sugar. They're low carb. And I always have them in my car. I carry it in my car because if you get to the point where you're too hungry, it doesn't matter if you're on or off protocol. If you're too hungry, it's so much psychologically easier to make the wrong choice because you're just now being driven by your hunger and by your need to satisfy yourself as quickly as possible. Having a Quest Bar, being able to grab one and nibble on it and have a couple bites of it, or, and Jane could nurse a Quest Bar all day long. I, I can't. The things taste so damn good. But the point is, if I have one, it, it solves the problem until I can have my normal lunch or normal dinner. And, and the worst thing I did is I took in 20 grams of protein. 
and 120 calories. But I know my lifestyle, I've already burned those calories. If I work out in the morning, I ran four miles a day, and I did hot yoga after that. I mean, I've burned probably 800 calories today. So for me to pick up a Quest bar and have an extra extra calorie, it's not a big deal for me. So knowing your lifestyle, you got to know yourself. you got to know your lifestyle and be, be in integrity to yourself. And if, in fact, you have to make a choice like that, guys, and you have a small setback, like a stall, or you didn't lose as much as you wanted to the next day, then just, just know that you did the best you could. Also, don't get fooled, because this happens very often, that you make a choice, and you make a not-so-great choice, and you eat it, and guess what? Not only did you not lose, did you not, not lose weight, you actually lost weight, and you psychologically tell yourself, well, guess what? I can eat whatever I want on this diet and still lose weight. The only reason you lost weight because whatever choice you had may have had enough protein in there that actually gave your body the protein it needed, even though it's still filtering out the other crap that was in there, and it's going to backfire the next day and the day after that. So don't psychologically trick yourself in thinking that you got away with eating a cheeseburger because you didn't. Okay? Just want to give you a little FYI on that. All right. Um, that was her last question. Now, Alicia Carter, let me look at my time. Alicia's question is, we're good on time. Um, Okay, I just keep re-listening to your old podcast, but I'm really interested in, excuse me if I'm drinking, guys, if that bothers you, but I'm, gonna, I'm thirsty. Um, I'm interested in new interactive coaching. Uh, I purchased a full kit over the last couple of years, and I've been purchasing HCG and some supplies only, and will I still be, will I still be eligible? Yeah. Listen, guys, you know, we're putting together this coaching program simply because I want people to have the highest level of success, period. You know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting that you know, you know, it seems like you know the, the hype around the H diet protocol has died down some. You know, you know, you get all this other crap that's being on the market. You know, I watched Dr. Oz last week, I think, on you know, in front of Congress, trying to explain himself about how he's endorsing all these different products and calling them a miracle in the pill and helping sell hundreds of millions of dollars of raspberry ketones and African mango and. Garcia Garbosia and, and, you know, green coffee bean extra. I mean, come on, guys. Literally, if losing 100 pounds or 50 pounds or 20 pounds was as easy as taking a freaking couple pills a day, you know what, the whole world would be skinny. This is the weight loss industry. They've been scamming us and pulling this, this shit on us for a hundred years, and we still keep falling for it. And we just fall from we have the biggest, you know, to get, to get the best endorsers in the world to sell you this stuff. And, and I tell you, I try them because I want to know if they'll help, if they'll actually work, and if they'll help people on their on their journey. Because I get asked all the time, can I take raspberry ketones? Can I take African mango? Can I? And I go, you know what? I don't know. So I I take the stuff. I take it for two three months just so I don't, I'm not passing judgment. And I gotta tell you. I'm, I'm, I think the African, the African mango I'm maybe semi-impressed with because I think it does help with a little bit of the hunger issues when you're off protocol, so I'm sure it'll help on. But i got to tell you, the raspberry ketones, this is my opinion, the raspberry ketones, the freaking Garcinia Garbage, all that crap not, did not change any aspect of my body whatsoever, and I eat really, really good. Better than the average person, I say. So, so get back to like the question that I put together this coaching program because I believe still we got an obesity problem that that's not getting better, still getting worse. That people are kind of going, well, I did this protocol and it didn't it, it worked the first time, but it doesn't didn't work the second time, so it just doesn't work. I want people to really think hard about this. The reason why I always keep coming back to this, guys, is because this protocol was the only protocol that ever did anything for me, ever changed my body in such a significant way that it was jaw-dropping to me and jaw-dropping to anyone who knew me at the time. I've gone back to it several times over the years, and 
and literally every time I Mickey Mouse around with it or try to do experiments or see if I could help people get around certain things, it was the most frustrating thing I ever did. But whenever I went right back to the basics, it's nothing has ever worked like it ever. It just continually works when you work it. So my thing is, is that I know for a fact that this is the only thing out there that I have seen that realistically will transform somebody's life. Now, interesting enough, my guy, buddy, Bobby Judd, sent me a picture of his brother-in-law who has been on the protocol uh, for five months. I want to say four and a half, almost five months, has lost 120 pounds. This guy came from 340-something pounds, and he looks like a completely different person. He's not even done yet, but he's taking a break after five months and 120 pounds, but I don't blame him. But, I mean, he looks like a completely different person. If you stood them next to each other and said, is this the same guy? Nine out of ten people will tell you there's no freaking way it's the same guy. 120 pounds in less than five months. There's nothing out there other than liposuction, what do you call it? not liposuction, stomach, stomach stapling, which is dangerous and, and causes people to die, that could even get close to this, and those people look like they're, they're, their skin is melting off their face. So I'm putting together this program because I want people to have, not just during the protocol, but something beyond that. And this is what I, this is what I find that's going to be extremely exciting about it, because I am not a ACG protocol bigot. You know what I'm saying? As far as I don't, I'm not sitting there saying that there's no other protocol out there that works, no other diet plan that works, because when it comes to your, your own personal phase for life, everyone needs to find what works for them. We can give you a protocol that we think works for the masses, but ultimately you may be that person that doesn't work for, and then you're right, you're right back stuck where you started from, not knowing what to do, what to eat, and you end up gaining the weight back. So what it literally does, it's going to, you, you get a kit, for everybody that has a kit or has bought a kit, you, you basically get free access to this. If you choose not to get kits or whatever because you're doing it on your own, reason why we do that because we can't, can't help you. We don't know what you're doing or what, what you're following. But ultimately, you log into this thing and it says, welcome, you know, welcome, how you doing? You know, welcome, Penny, thanks for joining. And it says, day one, and it breaks down, this is what you need to do. Day one, this is your gorgeous day. You need to do this. And it tells you exactly what you need to do. And it gives you a picture of what some of those foods look like. Then it says, day two of day two, don't forget to take your shot. Don't forget to weigh yourself. Don't, hey, don't forget to measure yourself. And then go ahead and knock yourself out and eat. Then it says day three. Guess what? This is your first day of phase two, your low-fat, your low-calorie days. And here's some, here's some recipes that you can follow. You can choose to eat these recipes, or you can go to the recipe portal and pick whatever recipe you want that fits into this category. But we want the person, like I had a military guy, says, just tell me exactly what to do, exactly what to eat. I don't want to go anywhere else and find out or pick from a menu. If you tell me to eat this chicken salad, that's what I'm eating. I'm eating chicken salad. If you tell me to eat freaking, you know, um, seared scallops, I'm eating seared scallops. Just tell me what to do. So we put together, it says, here's your recipes for the day. This is your water count. And guess what? It says, a little email. Oh, by the way, exercise time. You have, you know what? We have our high-intensity interval training work workouts, or we have our 1% principal workout. Here are the exercises. Watch video one. And then do video one. And then Wednesday, here's your exercise. Watch video two. So the point is that I'm trying to make it stupid proof. Not, and don't get offended by the comment, but that's what we, we all say to ourselves. That's why I say to people, make it stupid proof for me so I understand, I understand it. But the goal is basically if you sign into your iPhone or sign into your computer, it can be accessed either way, and it tells you, Penny, this is what you're doing today, you have a choice either to do it or not do it, right? That tells you that you either want to lose the weight or you don't want to lose weight. And what it does for me, 
Because being the administrator of the system, I know what you did or what you didn't. So it tells me you tracked in. It tells you you did your weight, you did your weigh-in, you did your measurements. You put that in the system. It tells me that you chose these menus. You chose to eat the chicken salad. You chose to eat the, you know, the seared scallops. It shows that you actually checked off. You did the exercise. So guess what? When you call me on week, you know, day 10 and you say, hey, I'm stalling, I can log in before we have our coaching call. I can log in. I know exactly what you've done, what you started at, what your measurements are. So I don't have to ask you, what do you weigh? What did you weigh now? What did you weigh then? I know everything because I'm the guy behind the scenes. I am Oz, right? So the reason why that's important to me is because I give a 100% money-back guarantee that if you follow our protocol, you do exactly what I tell you to do, that you will lose weight faster than you ever lost weight before, and you will have the body of your life. And I have people that go, I followed your protocol to the T, and I didn't lose anything. Now, I know after five years and 7,500 people that I've talked to, coached, and walked through this protocol, and I've only had one that literally did everything I told her to do and just for some reason could not get her body to, to get the, the inches off that she wanted, pounds off, in the, in the what I would consider reasonable, right? Couldn't figure that one out. Um, and I had, based on, based on her, in, her information she was giving me. So I know when people bullshit, and I know when they, they didn't follow the protocol, and I give people their integrity, right? I go, you know, it's an integrity thing. You know what? You want to, if you want to say you follow the NQT, I just feel my heart breaks for you because I realize, you know what? This is the only thing I know of on the planet that's going to ever get you to where you want to go in the fastest way possible, looking fantastic and feeling fantastic, and you chose to throw it away. Sorry to hear that. But this way I know who, is it, who, who has bought a product from us, what you're doing, what you don't doing. So if I get a look, I said, here's your login, here's your thing, and I find in three weeks later you told me your father's protocol to the letter and you opted to not even log into this system, I know what kind of buyer and customer and, and coaching client you are. And I know how to deal with you accordingly. So because I want to deal with serious people that want serious results, who want to walk and live in the body of their lives. You know, and I, don't, I don't know how to explain to you how powerful that is. And for those of you who have lost weight and gained it back, you know how you felt when you achieved that goal. You know how you just talk to yourself differently. You walk past the mirror differently. You walk differently. People respond to you differently. It's sad, but it's true. People respond to you differently. And it's just a sad place when you allow yourself to get back to that position or you just don't try to get out of that position. And, and in looking at this guy and looking how he has transformed himself in such a short period of time, it's just an amazing transformation, and he's not even done yet. He's excited. To that, that's how I know that this is a life, still a life-changing protocol, that there's still millions, if not hundreds of millions of people that don't even have a clue that it's still, it's still there, and that I'm not giving up on it. And, and that no matter what obstacle gets in my way, I'm not giving up on it. I mean, I had my entire YouTube channel completely shut down by YouTube for no freaking reason whatsoever. Nothing, nothing that they've ever been able to explain to me. I have no access to them to even explain it to me. And it, and it cost basically our company a million dollars, that channel being down, a million dollars. And some people would have just crawled up in a hole and cried about it and fucking said, forget it. I'm just going to, you know what, screw these people. Nobody wants to listen to this information. They don't want it. Forget it. Well, I'm not that guy. Because the more you push back on me, the more I push back. So I put together this system because ultimately I want to know that I have the number one success tool on the planet that anyone who decides to tune into it, 
can walk away from this experience better. And this is what I love about it. So this, this, this is the last caveat. You end the protocol. You're done with our phase three, 2.0. You're done with, you know, you're moving to phase four. You either choose phase for life. Say you choose phase for life. Phase for life doesn't work for you. You know, it is just not, it does, it's not your thing. Well, in there, you have a choice that you can do a paleo plan or a vegetarian plan or the Atkins plan or whatever plan you think that was successful for you at one point in life, at one point. But guess what? It's still, it's still delving out the same information. So guess what? You're in, you're in day one of phase four. Guess what? You chose paleo. Well, guess what? Here's your recipe for paleo. This is what you're supposed to do. This is how many carbs, how many proteins, how many grams of fat you're supposed to have. And you're supposed to use some, here's some recipe choices you can have. Or you can go to our recipe portal and choose whatever recipe you want. But guess what? You're not left hanging. And that is the point of what we're doing. That you're not left hanging. Whatever avenue you decide to go in, but I'm not going to be the guy that tells you this is the only way that's going to work for you. You got to use facial life. You got to use our phase four. You got to no. Everyone's going to find out. I know Kimberly Landis who's getting ready to publish her first book. She sent it to the publisher and wish her the big best of luck. Congratulations. She has embraced a paleo lifestyle. That is what works for her. And so she will talk about the paleo lifestyle. I'm going to have her on the show here in a couple of weeks. She's going to talk about it, but that's not going to work for everybody. And that's where you have millions of people out there with millions of bodies and millions of metabolism, millions of different ways of living. So you've got to give them options. So you're going to have, once you're done with phase, the phase three, two, three, one, two, three, and four, your phase four option, we're going to just turn on. You can say, hey, you know, Colin, I want to go paleo. I want to go vegetarian. I want to go this. And we'll just go bing, 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 turn it on for you. And you can follow that for as long as you want to follow it. Now, we haven't figured out, you know, like the, you know, those who buy kits, they're going to get the first four, up, you know, I guess the first three phases free, and then they're probably making a small membership after that for those who want to stick around and use those. Until it becomes your, you eventually want to embrace a lifestyle where you're not going to need hand-holding, guys. We understand that. You're going to go, okay, fine. You know what? I've got, I've gotten my rhythm down like I, like Joe and Heather do. They got their rhythm down. They got, you know, they know what they eat. They, they wrote their book because they, they live it every single day. There's gonna come a time where you've embraced that lifestyle, and you're no longer gonna need help from H E Body for Life or Phase for Life and us holding your hands. But until you do, we don't want to let go of your hand until you let go of us. Right? We want to make sure you're not just thrown out there. Say, thanks for your money. Thanks for a great transformation. Thanks for your, your, your before and after photo. Who cares if you get fat again? I do. Always have and always will. So that's what that's coming. So Alicia Clark, that's what's coming. I'm hoping to have this thing done in a couple of weeks. And really it's done, but it's putting all that information and customizing it for our people and our system. It's, 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 just, it's just labor intensive. Um, but I'm excited about it because it's never been done before, at least by us. Uh, I don't know who else is doing it. I know there's a few other people out there who may have been doing it for other types of things. Um, but just having the access to the exercises and the whole nine yards, it literally gives you one place to go to have – your health regimen taken care of, your, your diet and your exercise stuff taken care of. Uh, I think it's going to save you a lot of money with personal trainers and nutritionists and what have you. That's our goal anyway. And so I don't think you'll mind, you know, after you're done with your initial, you know, your initial process, you know, paying a few bucks a month to have access to it. So, so anyway, that's, that's it, Alicia. So stay tuned. I promise you this is not an empty promise because you know why I want it so bad? Because it helps me. It helps me with my coaching. It helps me, it helps me to dial people in. And guess what? My business, my, my need to talk to people and walk them through the process is going to become smaller. It's freeing my life up for me to travel and actually be, and be, connect, and be able to solve people's problems in a matter of minutes versus me having to dissect and be on the phone for 45 minutes trying to figure out what's going on with them. So uh, that's why I'm excited about it. It's definitely, it's definitely a game changer for not only you, but for myself. All right, Sandy's question. This is a long one. 
And this one I kind of indulged, kind of indulged on a little bit, but I'm going to go read this whole thing. Because you know I hate reading out loud. I hate it since I was five years old. But I'm doing it for you guys. All right, question. My question is about the new Phase 3. I am on the second week of Phase 3, 21-day maintenance of the HD diet right now. I have lost about 29 pounds, and I'm down to a very low weight of 122 pounds. So body, and my body fat percentage is about 16 to 17% for me. I just can't make myself do the cheat day. Eating so many carbs and sweets and starches on day 10, um, which is talking about the phase 3.2.0, or every week thereafter during the 21-day maintenance, as you suggest, I exercise with weight three, four times a week. I just know that my low body fat and weight if I do the cheat day, I will probably gain, probably going to cause me to gain more than two pounds, and then I'll have to do a steak day. I'm so afraid of going, um, going and making my and, and making my reset weight point higher, higher. I get when you're doing a normal low carb that doing cheat days will help increase your leptin levels, so you know, so you don't do not stall. But it, this isn't like the normal diet, so I guess it, I don't understand how we can do this. Dr. Simmons specifically said no starches or sugars during 21 days of maintenance and you won't lock in your weight set points. So I don't think I really it's a really good idea to only gradually start eating more calories and carbs. I just can't get the courage to go all out and eat the carbs and sugars and starches every week during the 21 days. Um, even with eating very low carbs all, of, all the other days, and since it's also forbidden from Dr. Simeon's question is, okay, so that's the question. So you, always, you guys know my answer, right? <laughs> you don't have to. Um, phase 3.0 is an option. It is not the new have to, right? Our original phase three, like I said, is more line, along the lines of Dr. Simeon's protocol, no sugar, no starch, um, but we use normal fruit sugars, not refined sugars. Um, introduce your body to those. And it works phenomenally, phenomenally. We, we have a huge success rate with that. But the big problem was is that people were having, still have, having a hard time stabilizing phase three because they just couldn't figure out what food combinations to have um, when they started opening up the door to other fruits and vegetables and, and other you know, dairy products, whatever the case may be. For some reason, they just found it complicated. And it doesn't need to be complicated. But what the problem here with um, Sandy is, is Sandy is mixing two philosophies. As you heard her say, I know I'll gain more than two pounds and I have to have a steak day. There is no steak day in Phase 3 2.0. Phase 3 2.0 is designed for you to actually gain more than two pounds during the process. And for those of you who have not listened to the podcast in Phase 3 2.0, uh, it, it's ideally a scientific approach that literally, that literally by doing certain things, by having an ultra-low-carb diet for a certain number of days, it literally shuts down the enzyme that allows carbohydrates to be stored as fat, which means literally it's almost virtually impossible for your body to store fat. So any weight you do gain on carb night or load night, we call it, is basically water weight that's actually being used to replenish your glycogen stores, to actually feed your muscles so they can actually grow and get stronger. A woman with 17 or 16% body fat who actually did a load night with uh, following our protocol to the letter would not store one ounce of fat, even though she would gain probably three, four, five pounds of water weight, which would go away in two, three, four days. What Sandy is missing is that she psychologically can't get past seeing her weight go past two pounds where it's at. And she is a Simeonite, which I say, perfect, 
just stick with the original phase three protocol, stick with Dr. Stamet. Honestly, I don't care what protocol you follow, just follow one of them and do what it is you're supposed to do. Now, usually the people that are thinking or considering phase three 2.0 are the people that have just have had a very difficult time stabilizing the original phase three or the no phase three that was for Dr. Simeon's, didn't have a phase three, said no sugar, no starch, that's it. Um, but more importantly, what was exciting about phase three 2.0 was multiple things. Number one, the ability for your body to, to build more lean muscle, for the ability for your body to burn more fat, means actually lower your body fat percentage and stabilize your weight. But more importantly than that, is that for those of you that have been on a long, long journey, like my boy here, you know, five months, you know, 120 days or something like that of, of protocol, um, the scientific aspect of using the sugars to help you build muscle, but also being able to enjoy food guilt-free, psychologically guilt-free, there's something more important to that than that, 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 that I think Sandy's missing and that a lot of people miss. The way we look at food, the way we take in food and, how, and the emotional connection we tie to food is one of the problems why we're an obese nation. We eat if we're happy, we eat if we're sad, we eat if we're celebrating, we eat if we're, we're, we're miserable, right? So ultimately, we, we have attached meaning to food. So what's so powerful psychologically about the phase 3.2.0 process, if you do it correctly and to the letter, you, and understand that you now shut down your body's ability to store fat, that you literally can eat anything over between that, between that eight-hour window, anything you want, completely emotionally detached and guilt-free. So you actually go, I give myself permission to eat this, and actually what it's doing, it's actually helping me build lean muscle, burn more fat, and replace my gut control. It's actually, I need the sugar. Your body needs the sugar, otherwise it's going to completely start to break down tissue. And I can do this psychologically and start to retrain myself that food is not the enemy that I have control over it. And guess what? That once a week I can eat whatever I want. And it doesn't have, you don't have to binge and gorge and eat yourself into freaking sugar or coma. Is that guess what? If you love cheesecake, you can have a complete piece of cheesecake and knock yourself out. If you like cheesecake and a Coca-Cola, you can have that. If you like pasta and and, and, and your, you know, whatever, the, the toast that comes with it, you can have that. Bottom line is that there is no limit on the combination, and the sugar and the things that turn to sugar actually replenish your glycogen stores and actually help your body store and build more fat and burn more muscle, burn, build more muscle and burn more fat. And, then if you, and if you go right back to the ultra-low-carb diet over the next three or four to five days, your body not only does it, does it dissipate all that water, in most cases, like me, which is worked like clockwork, I ended up being a couple pounds lower than I was when I started before I started that process, and my body fat changed in just the first 10 days or 12 days of being in phase three. It went down. My body fat percentage went down by two percentage points, and by the time I was done, it went down from 10.1 percent to 7.8 percent. It was the most mind blowing thing I'd ever seen in my life. So. For me, there was an excitement and a freedom for a lot of the ladies and a lot of the people out there that have these emotional needs that they're able to fill them as long as you're willing to follow the guidelines. Now, one of the things that, 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 that uh, Sandy does, which is per- she's a perfect candidate because not only she's at her di- ideal weight, not only does she work out because Phase 3 2.0 works best for those who actually work those muscles and drain those muscles completely of all their glycogen stores so when they actually take in the sugar, that's the only place it goes, right? It, can't, it, it goes straight to the muscles. It doesn't store any else, 
that she's a perfect candidate to do this and have phenomenal results, but psychologically she can't get past it. So my job is not to get her past it. My job is to give her information, hope that she'll listen to this call, and she either does it or doesn't do it. But whatever, do whatever makes you feel comfortable and safe. And if you're stabilizing now, you're 20, you're in your, your 21 days, and your body, you're staying at your body weight, and you have no safe days, and that works for you, you'll know how successful you are is when you decide to move into whatever your phase four life is, and you start eating normally and eating normal caloric intakes if your body stays there. And that's why phase 3.2.0 is brilliant because you can do phase 3.2.0 for, ten, for six months straight. Then you have to take a break and kind of eat carb, a, a normal higher carb intake for 30 days and go back to it or go to your phase 4 of life. And my life, lives I live between phase 3.2.0 and phase 4 or I use it on vacations or not. So um, like in Vegas, it's, a very, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy thing for me to do. Um, Vegas, because I can, I've already depleted myself because I know the first day in Vegas I can have cocktails, I can have whatever because I'm, I'll, I'll be ready for carb loading if I want to, or I cannot. I can just go to straight phase four and just eat healthy along the way and have my vodka and soda and call it a day. I have choices, and that's what that's what this is all about about providing you freedom of choice to not be living in a diet. All like like Joe and Heather say, life's the journey, not a diet. It's not being on a diet 24/7 for the rest of your life. So, Sandy, I applaud your question. Fear is never a good thing. Do whatever you need to do for yourself out of love, not out of fear. Um, I would say try it first and then watch and, and, and learn to trust it. And if it doesn't work for you, you can always go back to phase three the way, you, the way you have it. But I think you're missing out on an opportunity that may actually help you get leaner. Because you're getting, I mean, 70% body fat guys is great for a woman. It's phenomenal. So you're, I'm hoping that you're, you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing lean muscle and you're actually not just, that you look the way you want to look. If you want to look a little bit more lean or a little more competitive, like a competitive athlete, I would at least try it before you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Or stay a simianite, and I have no problem with that, uh, and stay where you're at and, and be happy with that as well. Either way you want to go is great. All right, guys, I have a couple more questions, and we'll open them up. That was the longest one, and then we have a couple more, and then we can... Open up the lines. I'm trying to hurry so I can give you guys got some pretty full line today. Give you guys guys some time to talk. All right. So this one is from Michael and Angie. Um, another another name I recognize very well. Uh, biggest issue: beating down the hunger monster. Um, excuse me, guys. I got to step. Uh, when I'm on phase uh, phase two protocol, this is what seems to be derailing me the most. I am truly hungry. Hungry, not just head hunger or boredom hunger. I'm hungry. Uh, what are some tips or tricks you can use for hunger uh, Hunger that, that once you've hit your cal- calorie intake for the day? I know you said you can adjust your dose. Um, do, you, do you go up first or down? Um, what is the normal range of dose that works for people? Okay, that's question one. So let's deal with that. Great question, Michael Angie. Um, listen, you know, hunger is, there are all kinds of hunger, and he's already identified that it, to him is not phantom hunger. Um, dosing is my first recommendation because this ACG stuff is actually very potent, guys, and people don't get this. They think less, they think more, more actually makes you, more works more. It doesn't work that way. If you're actually getting too much ATG, actually if you're not getting enough ATG. So the reason why we tell you to adjust your dose down first is because sometimes, because it's so potent that you need to, my recommendation of 200 I use, which it works for the average person, maybe too much for you. So we take go down to 175, they go down to 150. It is pretty much like a light switch that you know that suddenly that you're that you're in the sweet spot. Now keep in mind, ATG is not supposed to eliminate all hunger. It is not some synthetic 
diet pill that just shuts down your your need to eat and makes you frothy at the mouth and that kind of stuff. You're supposed to have normal hunger pains. That means you, when when lunchtime comes around or snack time comes around and dinner time comes around, you sh- you should want to eat. It should be an enthusiastic process. You shouldn't be counting the hours until there, but you should want to be able to eat, and then you should be able to enjoying your food. I have some people that, that they, they get their dose to the point where it's actually shutting down their hunger, and they're like, I can't even eat, and I, I gag when I want to eat my last chicken breast. That's not healthy. That's not where you want to be. Now, some people say they wish it were that point, but I'm telling you, any extreme is not right. So dosing is the first thing you got to do. you got to find your sweet spot. That means 200 IUs is our guideline that we give people that's the average dose for man or woman, 5 foot 2 or 6 foot 2, doesn't matter. But then each individual is going to need to dial in their sweet spot by either dialing it down to 175, then down to 150. If that doesn't work, then go up to 225 and up to 250 max, right? Those are, so you do that first, and you and you get you do it. And you give yourself a couple of days. So you you lower the dose. You give yourself a day or two, and you pay attention. And you do the same thing that, that Michael did. Is that he goes, you know, is this phantom hunger? Or is this real hunger? Is this, you know, um, is it? Am I am I really hungry or what? Then how do you know? You also you got to make sure, guys, that that dehydration is masked as hunger. If you're not drinking half your body weight in water consistently every single day you're most, most likely dehydrated. If you start thinking you're thirsty or feeling like you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Trust me, none of us taking enough water. It's just it rare. I mean, I can't say none. There are people out there that, just, that are just ridiculous with water, but the majority of us don't. So the first thing you want to do is down a glass of water and then wait 10 minutes. Down a glass of water, wait 10 minutes, because you're probably hydrated. I also drink ice water because ice water actually supposedly, from what I read, some people are going to disagree with me, actually absorbs in the body faster than tap water or tempered water. So, um, so I drink, I drink, I down 16 ounce glasses of ice water freaking every hour on the hour, if not a couple of times an hour. That's the only way I get my water in. Uh, you see me sipping water out of a bottle right now because I'm talking, I'm thirsty, but rarely does this work for me unless I'm after it, hot yoga and I'll down three of these because I'm just, it's just, it's amazing how much water I drink after hot yoga. But um, so that's the first thing you want to do. Then you want to drink water to make sure you're not dehydrated. You want to wait. I mean, everything. Think, guys, that hunger is a sensation that, if, even if it's phantom or real, will come back nagging if it's real, and it will dissipate if it's phantom. So you want to give yourself a few minutes. Just like, you know, the, the guys with the rule of thumb that I really didn't get until I started doing it. So I put in my fork down between bites when I ate, and I, I waited about 20 minutes to eat. Wait, I, mean, I made sure that I was eating for about 20 minutes, and then I waited to, waited until I had at least 20 minutes, and all of a sudden to see if I was really hungry again. I get a phantom, like, oh, I, I want to eat some more food. and realized I was actually full. And if you've ever been in a restaurant where you've kind of wolfed down your food and you, all of a sudden you're stuffed and you, then the next thing you know, you know, 20 minutes later you're hungry again, it's because you really didn't give yourself time to, to, to really, you know, get this, this sensation um, um, of, of being full. So time is something you want to play with when it comes to hunger. Now, sometimes it's just a combination that your exercise or your, or your energy output is actually causing more hunger. Like I mentioned, when I was lifting heavy, it, caught, it did make me hungry. Um, that's what our protocol we have. It's, it's important that you um, time your protein intake, your extra protein intake for any kind of post-workout um, protein source. So when you work out, you're supposed to eat some protein either either through shake or, or, or real food within 30 minutes to no more than an hour after you work out. And that will take, your body will absorb that, your muscles will absorb that, and also will fill the void from the excess calories you burn from, from working out. Lastly, 
if you are a person that's still being driven by hunger, it's always better to have a protein uh, that's allowed on the, pro- on the protocol than having something else that you think you're just eating because you're hungry. A cookie is not going to satisfy your hunger, and it's only going to make you more hungry. Eating sugar, eating anything carbed, is only going to actually make you hungrier and not going to satisfy your problems. So don't use that as an excuse to cheat. If anything, take in some extra protein, an extra little chicken breast, some cottage cheese at night before you go to bed. It's a casein protein. It actually breaks down slowly, helps, you, uh, helps your body process it slowly over about a five- to eight-hour period. Um, these are options you can do that's going to satisfy those hunger issues. But if you do all those things, you're still hungry, then we need to talk. But ultimately, I think if you do one or more of those, you should satisfy your hunger issues throughout the protocol because ultimately dialing in the dose is the first remedy and then water and then having extra protein uh, if needed. Okay? And then another question is um, what are some snack items to help? You know what? You eat celery. All day long. I mean, it's pretty much it just gives you the crunch. You know, I've kind of gotten away from the you know, the Melba crackers guys used to have that in my house on protocol, and I would just when I got hungry or bored, I'd go grab two, three of those, and three of those, and three of those, and by the time the day was done, I'd have 25 of them. They have carbs in them, they have calories in them, and they they would sidetrack my protocol. So I got rid of them, and you know, you notice they're not in our protocol for that reason because they can become crack. Um, but, you know, things like celery and, and uh, cucumber slices are good for, with, for me. I also take cucumber slices, cut them up, a little salt, uh, a little salt and pepper, a uh, little um, apple cider vinegar sprayed on there, and I used to eat that as my snack, and it's actually very filling, and there's freaking hardly any calories in it, and you're eating something, it's still, you're still, it's still good for you. So those are my snack choices. Um, have you found some days that some people need more protein than others? We've kind of talked about it already, especially if you're working out. Uh, all other supplements or amounts that they may help. You know, guys, I, I am a I am a big guy of supplements, and and I got to tell you that everyone is different. You know, we get a problem that we start buying every supplement that people call that say that's good for this or good for that, and ultimately we all don't need them, right? Based on your age, your gender, there's some supplements that'll, that'll maybe better than other, and there's just generic ones across the board. You know, CoQ10 is for heart. I mean, um, I take uh, green tea extract. I do take. Um, Decaffeinate green tea extract. I do take um, a- ALA um, alpha. Was it? Can't remember the alkaline above it. I mean, I take a bunch of supplements, but I take them because of my HRTs. And I take them because of my age. I take them, you know, glo- glo- close to me for my knees. I take them for a reason. So there's no basic, yeah, other than L-carnitine, a multivitamin, vitamin D, vitamin E, uh, vitamin E and DHA. Um, which is also another source of uh, essential fat. Those are the things I would tell you that probably everyone across the board probably could use at some point in time. Um, but as far as other supplements, it's really important that you find out what they do and what's lacking in yourself personally, and then choose your supplements for your own personal needs or things you're trying to accomplish. Um, other than taking supplements across the board is a waste of money, and they don't, they just, you pee them out because you're not using them. All right, so Tim had an interesting question. Um, he said, hi, I'm just, uh, just wondering if HCG can el- elevate a guy's PSA levels. I had a blood work done while I was on, while I was taking HCG injections and my PSA was very high. The doctor told me to stop taking it, and I did another PSA test two weeks later, and it was even higher. 
than before. Now I'm seeing a urologist, but no more PSA tests haven't taken. Have you ever heard of HG making a guy's PSA go up? I really would appreciate your response. Thank you. Thanks for it. Thank you so much. P.S. When this whole testing G thing is over, I'll be going back on ACG. Thanks, Tim. Uh, if you guys don't know what PSA is, prostate-specific antigen. I mean, PSA is a protein that's produced primarily by the cells in the prostate and the small glands and in circles around the urethra, and it produces, helps men produce their sperm, basically semen. Um, and PSA is something that's it's a guideline that we check for prostate cancer, something I get checked every six months when I do my blood work. Um, and it's just something you want to be paying attention, especially if you're on HRT treatments or testosterone, anything like that. You know, elevated PSAs can be a indicator that there may be something going on with your prostate and you want to get it checked, especially if you're in my age group, you don't want to get a colonoscopy because it's 50 and over. But oh, he's, I think he's pretty much a young guy. And the one thing that's missing from Tim's email here is that he he didn't know what his PSA was before he started taking the HCG. So for me, I remember I had a history of high PSA. Uh, before I did the HCG protocols, along with my with my high blood pressure, my sleep apnea, and my type two diabetes, I mean I was a freaking wreck, right? Um, so it's something that I was actually something I paid attention to a lot. Um, I was taking salt palmetto for years because that was something you, you took a supplement you would take to help uh, lower your PSA levels. It didn't really it would lower it a little bit, but didn't really work well. I got I'll be honest with you, uh, at post HCG protocol for me. My PSA levels were amazing. My blood sugar was amazing. I mean, blood cholesterol was amazing. Blood pressure. I mean, everything was just ridiculous. That was like, to me, it was the biggest eye-opener I'd ever seen in my life. And to this day, all these markers are great. But I got to say that I do take um, super beta prostate, which is actually something I saw on TV a couple of years ago. You know, one of, the, one of the football players was talking about it, and they said it was 10 times more potent than sal palmetto. And since I took sal palmetto all the time, I said, I'm going to get this stuff. And I ordered it. And I got to tell you, every blood test I've had for the last three and a half years, my PSA numbers have been ridiculously low ridiculously low. Now, based on lifestyle, based on, you know, the way I eat and my live, I do think this super beta process has something to do with it. So I would tell Tim, in my research, because of the fact that ACG does help to up, give an uptick to natural testosterone, and testosterone, you know, either synthetically or, or natural, can elevate PSA levels, it is possible that he got a, a, a you know, either a uh, elevated level or false a false positive level from from being on the HCG. Since you didn't know what it was beforehand, it's kind of hard to to point to that. But my guess is, which happens to most people, is that once you take the test, because if you say you stop taking the, the HCG and you and you you're, you're elevated, it was even elevated more. Which sometimes it comes from stress, it comes from prostate related problems or what have you. So I'm sure they're checking that. But my guess is it's probably going to go back to normal. But I would tell you that I would highly recommend this supplement for men, um, Super Beta Prostate. It actually is something that I took, saw on TV that actually does work because my blood work does not lie. I mean, my own doctor, and actually I've had two doctors, my HRT doctor and my, and my internist, both asked me what the hell I'm taking because my PSA number, based on my previous charge from five years ago, they're like night and day. So the only thing I can contribute to other than lifestyle and diet is this supplement. So I do recommend it to you guys. Um, only for the fact that I have nothing else I can blame it on. All right. So with that said, we have one or two more and then we're done, guys. So I know we're going to probably have only a few minutes for questions. So I'm going to try and hurry up real quick. Um, uh, Retta, how do you use HG drops to look like? You know what? You mix HG drops 
um, usually with B12 and colloidal silver, we're actually going to get rid of the colloidal silver as an option. A lot of people say there's, you know, they have allergic allergies to it. We don't want anything in there that could cause you a problem, so we're just going to take it out. You can use actually just the the sublingual B12 uh, drops mixed basically 15 uh, milliliters with your one ampule of 5,000 IUs. You put them under your tongue, hold them there for about three to four or five minutes max. You don't need to be there for 15 minutes. Hold them saliva in your mouth. You take them twice a day, about a half a milliliter in the morning, a half a milliliter um, either before or after lunch, 30, I mean, before or after dinner, 30 minutes. And it works, you know, pretty much like the injections do. I think the only problem I have with the drops is that injections, you get an exact amount of ACG. You can actually regulate your dose. So if you're having hunger issues like we are talking about earlier, um, it's kind of hard to dial that in doing it doing drops, but it does work really, really well. People have had great, great results. And how is it possible people stay on HG for more than 75 days? Well, my boy here can prove I've had plenty of people that have gone 100 plus days. Doris, I mean, Doris, I mean, she went, Doris, I mean, went, went I'm on 120, 130 days, lost 100 something pounds. Um, uh, CJ went over 100 days. This gentleman went over 120 days. People do it, guys. As long as you're doing being consistent, as long as your body's responding and you're losing weight, there's no reason to stop momentum. And I broke the rule on that one. And guess what? There's there's a, hundreds of people out there that are so glad I broke that rule because if they had broken up their protocol and lost 40 pounds and then stopped, went into phase three and then phase four, gained back 20, they'd be still losing the same 50, 40, 60, 70, 80 pounds over and over again for the next last next couple of years. Try and get it all out as much as you can at one time and then go back and get the balance. That's my suggestion. Last question, Sandra. Hello, Colin. I was very, very successful with losing 40 pounds in six weeks of HEG, and my success was due to my little secret, keeping, in my, keeping, myself, uh, keeping it to myself until I completed the six-week round. As I was losing weight, people were asked, sending me, uh, seeing me and commenting and asking me questions, but I really, it really helped me to stay on track, not telling them and keeping my little secret. I didn't even tell my husband. I am so proud of myself. I am so proud that it's four months now, and I've only gained back three pounds. The majority of the problem I'm having now is getting back on track, getting back on the HCG and staying on the HCG. I have told several people now that it, it makes it difficult for me to stay on, on track. Uh, it's for even three days, let alone six weeks. I still have 50 pounds to lose, and I am having problems staying on track. Bottom line is that when she was telling nobody, it was kind of her little secret, her little, her little game that she was playing with the world, and people were so intrigued by why she was losing so much weight, um, she was able to stay on track. And now that she, people know how she lost her weight and she still has 50 pounds to lose, she's having a hard time getting motivated, staying motivated. I got to tell you, this is very, I'm probably going to run out of time answering this question. We've got six minutes, and I apologize, guys. Um, maybe we'll open the call next time, next week with Q&A, and then go on to the questions so you guys have time to ask, answer your questions. I do apologize, but I definitely want to get these people's questions out. Anyway, um, if you're not committed wholeheartedly committed to starting the plan, it is very difficult. I've tried myself. Hey, I'm just going to do, you know, do, you know, take it down 10 pounds off. I'm not real highly motivated, and I just crash and burn. Um, so I need, for me personally, I need to have a reason, a real reason to, um, to get on protocol. And for me in the past few years, I either had a, you know, some, some sort of breakthrough I wanted to create, like Phase 3 2.0, um, or I had some reason that I, that I had a, uh, an outcome, you know. Uh, even just like for us, just, you know, we knew we were going to Vegas a couple months ago. I, I hang out with, with very, very fit people. 
and I don't want to be the one guy in the, in, the, in, the, in the room, especially given what I do for a living, that's not equally as in shape for the people that I hang out with. So for me, it's highly motivating for me to eat well and to exercise. That's why you see me running and doing yoga and eating well because um, and I don't go on protocol. I just, have to, you know, I just know I have to dial my, my shit in in order for me to be nice and lean before, before Vegas time, to be poolside. So that's my motivation. So you've got to find something that's bigger than you, bigger than, bigger than you know, I always hope you've got to find your big why, but you've got to find something that's going, you know, either in a date or time or an event or something you can put in front of you that says that on, I have to look this fantastic or I have to have this weight off at a certain period of time if, if self-motivation is enough. Because I don't think it's because you told people and now they know that you're doing it is the problem because you were highly successful. So you have expectation of success, which is better than people saying, you know, you, you, you flopped on every diet you've ever did before and they're expecting you to fail. You have a high expectation of success. So I think for you now, instead of using it as your little secret, let people in your, in your circle of influence know that you're going back on for the next, next 50 days, whatever, to lose your, your next 50 pounds and have them watch you. Hey, hey, see, this is what I'm doing. Be, be, maybe as, be, be as overt and as out there as you can because that's a, a, a new level of accountability. But now you have people paying attention. Now your husband's there. He's involved. He could be involved in it this time and saying, look, I'm doing this. I'm shooting for this, this, this goal, this size dress. And guess what? This is what I'm going to, I'm going to go out and buy this, you know, new black dress at size four or size six, whatever your, your number is. It's going to cost 500 bucks. I hope you're down with that, but that's what I'm doing because that's what I need to get me motivated for me to get to where I want to go. And I deserve it because of what I've gone through. Find something that's bigger than you and also give yourself a high level. Don't hide. You know, you hit the first time, but it was a game because people were paying it and asking, but now the game doesn't work for you, so you got to find something else. I think the biggest thing you do is the highest level of accountability. There's no mistake by whenever I'm doing an experiment or doing something new. I tell my entire circle, I tell my entire list, I tell people on the radio, I say, look, I'm doing this new phase 3.0 experiment. I'm going to know how, I'm not sure how it's going to work, but guess what? Because I have all eyes on me. I can't just go, oh, I didn't want to, I decided to change my mind. Can't do it. So I have a high-level accountability. I think that may help you, uh, Sandra, actually get to you want to go. But you have to be ready. You have to know that you're ready. Don't pretend. Don't fake. Don't pose because you will. You, it won't work for you. So set up a game plan. Set up a reason. Set up what you want out of that. Set what your what your, your what your big prize is going to be at the end of the, at the end of that journey, and then tell everybody what you're doing and, and get everybody on board. The more eyes on you. The more accountability you have, the more higher, the higher, less, higher success possibility you have. All right, guys, I got a couple more minutes. I really, really wish I had. I did 90 minutes. I thought I thought I for sure I'd have plenty of time to answer your questions. I apologize. I really do because I love hearing your questions because they were added to my list. But do this. If you're on the line, and there's, I don't know, there's plenty of you. If you're on the line, send me an email what your question was, one or two or three of them to Colin at Colin F is in Frank Watson.com. Send me an email with your question and I'll put it on the list for next week. At least, you know, one or two of you and then mix in the other people for next week's call. But I want to do a series of these calls asking answering these questions so you guys have a have, you know, you know, eighty hours of Q and A and then having it transcribed out and then, you know, listed out. So you guys can if any question that ever comes up, you can go look at the transcript and go, hey, there's the question, there's the answer. Uh, we want to have the biggest database of Q and A when it comes to AC Diet success that anyone has out there because we are committed to your success. 
I love you bunches. Thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting us and sending us some love. We are going to be having a 4th of July sale, uh, weekend sale. This will be the second to last sale of the entire summer, guys, because we're going to do it now and probably one more before the end, one more at the end of the summer, and then it's done until holiday season. So if you need some supplies, you need some HD, you need a kit, you want to get started, you want to get plugged into our new uh, interactive uh, coaching program, uh, this weekend will be a time for you to save a bunch of money in doing that. Share the love, share with a friend, get people on board, get the circle of influence on board. There is no other protocol out there, guys. It's going to change your life, change your health, change your body, and give you the body of your life. All right, guys, I'm checking out. I'm going to use, use my little uh, intro to go out with, no, or maybe some music here. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a safe Fourth of July. God bless. I love you bunches. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah. We at war. We at war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we at war with ourselves. God, show me a way because the devil's trying to break me down. The Midwest is young and restless, restless, might snatch your necklace the next day. The podcast is brought to you by HCGBodyForLife.com and ColinWatson.tv. You're listening to HCGBodyForLife.com.